Hello, Agape Church and friends. Welcome into the Building Up Podcast. This is episode number 112. I'm David. Thank you guys, as always, for being with us. Of course, the Building Up Podcast um, here at Agape Church, we are and we want to aim to grow spiritually. The Building Up Podcast is an avenue that we hope that uh, we can assist in spiritual growth by looking together at passages of Scripture and taking kind of a deep dive into those um, or answering questions about the faith, questions about walking out the Christian life and pursuing Christ. And so if you do have passages of Scripture or just general questions about um, our faith that you would like to see us or hear us address on a future podcast episode, please send those in. If you go to Agape, I'm sure you have my contact info, so get that to me. If you're outside of Agape Church, thank you guys for you know, really just being a part of the podcast and listening to these episodes, but we would love to hear from you so you can get in touch with us through email, building up at agapepinson.com. And if you have a passage of scripture or question you'd like for us to address, please send those in and we'd love to use that for a future episode. But what we're doing right now is beginning to finish up, uh, winding down the book of Proverbs, specifically the wise sayings of Proverbs that we've been going through now for many weeks. And here on episode number 112, we are looking at Proverbs chapter 30. Now, Proverbs 30 is attributed to a man named Agur, son of Jacob. And Agur is someone that we really don't know anything about. His identity is unknown to us. Uh, We don't find that name anywhere else in the Bible. Uh, There's been many different suggestions from ancient times about this man's identity or different ways that perhaps he was linked to Solomon. But, you know, at the end of the day, much like the New Testament book of Hebrews, we, we really just don't know um the uh we we don't know the author now in in Hebrews we don't even know a name but in Proverbs 30 we know a name but we just don't really know who this individual is but his writing which is an oracle um as he says in in verse 1 an oracle or a divine message um this uh chapter is wrapped up into Proverbs wisdom literature so we certainly know God is sovereign over that and 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 whoever this individual was, God chose for this to be included in the book of Proverbs, and therefore what Agur has written, uh, what the Spirit of God has inspired him to write is for our good and ultimately for our own pursuit of wisdom. And I think when we kind of look at what Agur writes about in chapter 30, it, it is a a fitting conclusion, one of the final two chapters of Proverbs, very fitting, really even starting with his introduction, which is a little non-traditional, um, or actually very non-traditional, for wisdom literature. It's very common in ancient times, if you were going to write wisdom literature or wisdom teaching, that in your introduction, you would give your credentials and why uh, you should be listened to. We would do that in modern day as well, uh, modern day times as well. If we were going to write a paper on something, um, if we were going to give a lecture, we would introduce ourselves and we would explain 
where our training is from or our experience or what really puts us into a position that we can speak on that subject. I watched a video the other night on YouTube. Um, a couple was doing a training video about peer counseling for addicted people, and they spent the first 10 minutes of the video explaining their background and their experience and their training and that is just very common when you're going to do any kind of teaching. But Agur does the exact opposite of that. He doesn't talk about himself in terms of why he should be listened to, but he actually spends the first um, the first few uh, verses of chapter 30 talking about his own great need for wisdom. And then he asks a series of questions that the answer to those questions would all point us to the limitation of man's understanding, that um, we are just very limited in what we know and what we understand, especially compared to God. So he says in verse 2 in the ESV, it's kind of funny to me, the translation, but surely I'm too stupid to even be a man. I've not learned wisdom. I don't have knowledge of the Holy One. And then he points to God. He says, who's ascended to heaven and come down? Who has gathered the wind in his fist? Who has wrapped up the waters in a garment? Who has established all the ends of the earth? What is his name? What is his son's name? Surely you know. And of course, what he's saying there is there, there's just no human being that's done these things. There's no human being that's ascended to heaven and come down. There's no human being that can gather the wind in his fist. There's no human being who's wrapped up the waters in a garment um, there's no father, there's no son that's done this. Of course, our mind probably rightly goes to Jesus. Jesus is the man who has come down to earth and ascended to heaven. Jesus is the agent that God used to create all things. He's gathered the wind in his fist, and he's established all the ends of the earth. He is the Son of God. So much like all of Proverbs ultimately points to Jesus, Proverbs chapter 30 certainly is pointing us to Jesus as well. And then in verse 5 and 6, you get a a doctrinal uh, statement, a doctrinal teaching, which is kind of uncommon in Proverbs. But Agur says, every word of God proves true. He is a shield to those who take refuge in him. Do not add to his words, lest he rebuke you and you be found a liar. And so Agur says, really, kind of the opening message is, no one has wisdom like God does. We are extremely limited in what we know. But God, His word, is true. Every word of God proves to be true. Or every word of God has been tested and is a trusted foundation for life. Believe His word. Trust it. And don't add to it. You don't need to add anything to his word. There have been many cults built on what seems like a foundation of Christianity, but then they've added to God's word. Mormonism is certainly one that comes to our mind where they present the Bible, um, but then say, but you need additional writing from God. This additional word has been given from God in the Book of Mormon, and this is that's exactly the kind of thing that the Old Testament points against what Agur is writing here under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit to say, no, every word of God proves to be true. Don't add to his words. You can trust what he has said. 
It is good. It is right. And of course, in all of this, it is helpful for us to gain wisdom. That's really the point. God has wisdom. We are very limited in our wisdom, so we need to pursue God. We need to look to His Word that He has given us. It can be trusted, and we will gain from His Word the wisdom that we seek. That's the message that Agur opens chapter 30 with. And then he presents in verse 7 through 9 the only prayer that we find in Proverbs, and it is a prayer that is um, really profound, I believe. He says, two things I ask of you, speaking, of course, to God. Deny them not to me before I die. The first one is, remove far from me falsehood and lying. Probably there, you could look at that as an internal or external application. So perhaps internally, God, remove from me falsehood and lying. If there's anything in me that's false, please remove that. If there's anything in me that I am deceived and that I don't see the truth, please remove that far from me. And I think that is a very wise prayer for all of us. You know, the, the, uh, the, the statement is the problem with being deceived is when you are deceived, you don't know it. Right? That's kind of the whole point. And so for us, if we really can, can understand we're not, we're not naturally wise people. We don't have the knowledge we need, but God does, and God has given us His Word, and His Word can be trusted. So God, please remove from me any beliefs, any thoughts that are not of you, that are not in line with your Word. Please remove those from me. And then you can also look at that in an external way. God, help me. Keep me from temptation. Uh, protect me from people who would believe and act on lies. Uh, protect me from being tempted by situations that are deceptive. God, protect me from those things. Keep those things far from me. So that's the first part of the prayer. And then the second part of the prayer um, that I think is just so profound, give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food that is needful for me, lest I be full and deny you and say, Who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and profane the name of my God. So here in Proverbs, in this wisdom literature, what you see is this prayer, a very wise prayer, a wise thing for us to pray. God would you please not make me rich and keep me from being poor? This is a prayer of God help me to live in moderation. God, if if you let me have too much, if I'm rich in this life and I and I I don't live in a generous and uh, content way, then I may find myself to be so satisfied that I deny you. So satisfied. Hosea talks about how the people of God were filled with all that they had wanted and they forgot God. So I might end up full and satisfied and I might deny you. And even with my life, I may say, who's the Lord? 
In other words, I don't look to God. I don't rely on him because I see within my riches and within what I have really everything that I need. Then on the other hand, he says, but please don't let me have poverty. Please don't let me be poor because if I'm poor, then I might be anxious and worried. I might try to steal so that I have enough and and I may profane the name of the Lord with my behavior. And, and really, those are, are two extremes that Proverbs warns us a lot about. If you think throughout the wise sayings that we've read, Proverbs warns about the dangers of poverty, uh, of being poor and how the poor overlooked, even their own families uh, oftentimes don't care for them. But then on the other hand, uh, there's so many warnings about riches and wealth and the love of that that will pull you away from wisdom and lead you into foolishness. And so Agur sees this wise path of, of praying for this moderation, this contentment. God, give me neither poverty nor riches, but just feed me with the food that is needful for me uh, so that I can avoid these dangers of these extremes in life. And of course, we know that you could live a very content, moderation type life and and still deny God. But but these gives us this this gives us kind of this general principle, right? You could be rich and 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 honor God with your wealth. You could be poor and honor God in your poverty. But when it talks about when we think about a prayer to pray about our needs, um because so many of us we find ourselves praying about our finances and praying about those things. But here's this prayer of wisdom. God give me contentment. God Keep me from poverty, but also don't let me be so rich that I would forget you. And that's really the opening of the chapter. From from that point on, um, verses around verse 10 to the end of the chapter, verse 33, there are some wise sayings that um, that uh, Agur uh, lays out. And, and he does so, um, if, if you read the chapter, he does so in kind of a numeric way. He groups things together and in, in order to make his point or to show us um, uh, what wisdom is or to help us understand things of wisdom. I, I, I'll give you one. Um, we're going to run out of time here, but uh, verses 11, I believe 11 through 14, he basically gives us four types of undesirable um, or unwise foolish people. He says, there are those who Curse their fathers and do not bless their mothers. So that's one type of foolishness. There are those who are clean in their own eyes but are not washed of their filth. So someone who they're they're really immoral or they're living down they're they're going down the wrong path, living in the wrong way, but they just fail to see it, and that is an unwise person. Uh, number three, there are those how lofty are their eyes and how high their eyelids lift. These are people that are arrogant, uh, and that is unwise and foolish, and uh, they probably, um, in their arrogance, they don't listen to teaching, which is something, uh, they don't listen to discipline or rebuke, which is something we've seen throughout Proverbs. And then verse 14, there are those whose teeth are swords, whose fangs are knives to devour the poor from off the earth, the needy from among mankind. And so those are people who would use and abuse and devour other people. 
uh, in particular, taking advantage of the poor in order to build themselves up. And so uh, Agur presents that four types of unwise, foolish people. And of course, there within that is wisdom for us to consider our own character and our own way of life and the people that we surround ourselves with. So that can lead us to wisdom. All right, well, we're out of time for this episode of the podcast. Thank you for being with us. If you have any questions, please let me know. I hope to hear from you soon, and I hope you will be able to join us for the next episode of the podcast where we will wrap up the wise sayings of Proverbs. Until then, church grace and peace to your family. Thank you for listening to the Building Up Podcast, a ministry of Agape Church in Pinson, Alabama. If you have a question about today's podcast or would like to suggest a topic for the future, please email us, buildingup at agapepinson.com. To subscribe to this podcast, simply search for Building Up from Agape Church in your favorite podcast app. Son, I'll give